You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm the host for Dare to Love. Dare to Love is a radio program that cultivates vocation awareness in the Archdiocese of Chicago and beyond through discussion of topics related to vocation discernment and promotion about consecrated life and congregations. Today, I am here in the studio at Quigley Center, the lower level of the building in Chicago, with Mr. Michael May, our sound engineer. I always try to appreciate the gift that this team has been to uh, the Archdiocese and to all listeners uh, because behind the scenes, we were talking about behind the scenes for all those that we never uh, think about, but uh, without these producers um, and uh, sound engineers and all the uh, technical stuff in the background, there's no way we can have a show. And luckily, we also need our host, me, to host here in the physical space of the studio a couple of um, sisters from different uh, places. Uh, one is uh, Sister Anne um, Strike, who is uh, from, well, she's, she's uh, calling in uh, over the phone from Wisconsin, and then Sister Elizabeth Ann Guerrero from San Antonio. So Sister Anne and Sister Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning. And uh, we'll uh, probably do some introductions first. Uh, Sister Ann, you've been, you've been uh, my guest, I think, last year or maybe uh, one and a half years ago. Uh, so it's been a while. So for the sake of our listeners and uh, later on when, when we share your work, why don't you um, give us a little bit of background about yourself? I'd be glad to. Thank you for the invitation, Sister Lovina. Uh, I am an Immaculate Heart of Mary sister from Monroe, Michigan, and I'm currently working in two different ministries. Uh, I'm working with the team that has built a called and consecrated curriculum that we're going to talk about today, and my other ministry is with the U.S. Catholic Sisters Against Human Trafficking. So, uh, busy about many good things with wonderful people as partners in ministry. Wonderful. And I think I may, may have made a mistake there because I uh, last time you were still uh, over in Alverno College, but uh, you're living in Michigan right now then? Are you Actually, back in? I'm in Ohio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in between. I'm in Toledo. <laughs> okay. That's okay. We're still in Central Time, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yes, and we're fine. Okay, great. that's great. And Sister Elizabeth Ann. Yes, hi. Uh, thank you, first of all, for, for this invitation. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Ann Guerrero. I'm a missionary catechist of Divine Providence. Uh, we're based out of San Antonio, Texas. Currently, I, um, I have several hats. I am part of the leadership team for our community. My ministry is at the Mexican-American Catholic College. I do, uh, I'm part of the faculty, and I have other, other administrative duties. And I'm also co-coordinating a program called Weaving Cultures, Entrelazando Culturas, uh, which is a, a great, great program, and I hope to share a little bit more about that with you. Um, later in the program. Wonderful. And um, Sister Ann, back to you. Uh, let's. Uh, this summer, I was actually able to participate in the workshop that's provided um, for the curriculum on Catholic Sisters. Why don't you tell us about that um, a little bit more, and then uh, probably uh, end with how people can uh, get to it um, towards the end. Or you can, you can talk about it, but then we probably, just before we end the show, to make sure that people know how to get to it also, okay? That sounds great, Sister Rovina, thanks. Um, over the last three and a half years, I've been working with a team of educators who are located where Sister Elizabeth Ann is, actually. They're in San Antonio. Uh, this program is based at the University of the Incarnate Word. And our aim was to develop a totally online, totally bilingual, free curriculum on women's religious life as a model for the Christian life. Uh, and we have worked on this diligently, and it is done. Um, I'm delighted to say that there are eight content units all about what sisters do and how we serve, how sisters are called. Um, we create community, what our prayer life is like, and what it means to be prophets, um, because religious life is a prophetic vocation. So this is about the same thing you are about, Sister Lovina. It's about vocational awareness. Uh, we know that there are times, and in, in past times, it was much easier for young people and young women to encounter uh, Catholic sisters in parishes and in schools, and our ministries have changed, and our numbers are smaller now, but we are very present uh, to the communities that we live in. But if you can't find us there, you can find us now online in a very vibrant way. This is designed for middle and high school students. Um, it is, as I said, totally online. It is very interactive. It includes 54 videos that were fully produced by our project. Wow. And they're available on a YouTube channel. Um, they're in English and in Spanish, and uh, both have subtitles. So whichever format you're using, English or Spanish, for people who are bilingual or more comfortable in one language than another. We also have picked up videos and uh, resources from several good sources, uh, Global Sisters Report, Franciscan Media. Uh, you will find a variety of wonderful sources uh, there. And we have paid particular attention to the needs of religious educators and catechists. 
these people are very generous with their time, uh, but have very few opportunities for professional development. So over the course of three years, we've run three workshops for religious educators and catechists, directors of religious education, uh, two in San Antonio, one at Oblate, and one at Mock, Sister Elizabeth Ann. So thank you for your hospitality at Mock. Mm-hmm. And this year we did an online, um, an online workshop and had people from uh, as far as Germany uh, to Oregon online with us during those three days. So and, in, and when you said, uh, Mock, it's the Mexican-American Catholic College uh, in San Antonio, I also have mentioned that uh, on one of the shows uh, that um, I think it was in 2018 when I went for a summer for one month. Uh, they offer so many different things. Um, and I think Sister Elizabeth Ann will be able to talk more about MOC, um, or Mexican-American uh, Catholic College, right? Um, yeah. And Sister Ann, just, to, um, just to, to refer to what you said earlier um, about, like, vocations, but these were educators, designed by educators and catechists. So um, who would basically um, be able to use this for resource and not just really for vocation promotion or anything like that, because I, I, um, um, during the, um, uh, the workshop, I think even for like Catholic schools, they would be able to use it for like social justice and, um, uh, awareness, uh, in, in terms of doing that. Right. Absolutely. Um, Sister Lovina, they would, uh, for social justice, the, the uh, unit on um, how our sisters profits would be very helpful uh, in it, you know, in that in that kind of setting. There's also an amazing unit on how have sisters changed history, which would make for a very interesting, you know, history unit on women religious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that is just um, amazing. Uh, it looks at religious life through history, and not only the major families, but uh, how women have stood out in the areas of doctors of the church and missionaries, mystics, servants of the vulnerable, scholars, martyrs. And for each woman in each of these units, there is a biography, a text, and a video, mm-hmm. and um, a story about her life. Mm-hmm. and her works and writings. And in the case of Hildegard of Bingen, one of our doctors of the church, even her music, the music that she wrote. That's great. So, uh, Sister Anne, uh, before we go on a break, um, can you tell us the uh, website that people can uh, use to link or access this curriculum? Sure, I'd be glad to. You can access it at www.calledandconsecrated. Org. Called and consecrated.org. So called C A L L E D A N D consecrated C O N S E C R A T E D dot org. Right, and called there's and more sites that will drive you to the curriculum, and that is Yamadas y Consagradas. So Yamada y Consagradas, that would be L L A M A D A S, and then E. As in oh, Y, <laughs> and consecradas, uh, C O N S E C R A D A S. 
No, not Oops. exactly. Consagrado. Oh, I'm sorry. Conseg with a G. C-O-N-S-A-G. S-A-S-A-G-R-A-D-A-S. Okay. Yeah, okay, Madis. And all of that also will be um, on our website um, um, on the Archdiocese Radio and TV. And we're now wow. going to go on a break and we'll be back. Don't Thank go you. away. A stranger and a pilgrim in this world Sometimes I wonder what this journey will bring And you guide me faithfully to find a home in you Throughout our nation and our world, People of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, and or financial exploitation. We work with local city and state agencies in a cooperative way to ensure that every concern brought to our attention is handled and that our seniors are safe and protected. According to a report published by the Illinois Department on Aging, last year there were more than 21,000 cases of elder abuse reported in Illinois. Of these, only 6% were reported by the seniors themselves. So raising awareness is definitely an important part of the issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 866-800-1409. That's 866-800-1409. In these unprecedented times, we need to look out for each other, including all of the seniors in our lives. When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. And we're back. This is Sister Lavina Pamet my, with my guests, uh, Sister Anne Estrike and Sister Elizabeth Angarero. And uh, today we are talking about uh, with Sister Anne 
first of all, the curriculum that's available uh, from www.calledandconsecrated.org or en español, llamadas y consagradas.org. So now we move on to, and we don't have a lot of time, I'm just realizing this is just a taste of what we could be talking about. Sister Elizabeth Ann, um, thank you so much for being here because I've always wanted to feature weaving cultures. Tell us what it is about, the principle of it, and perhaps a couple of key insights that um, after uh, at least a year of going through this program, uh, what have been your learning from the team? Uh, well, thank you so much. Yes, so Weaving Cultures is a program um, designated and targeted for women religious who are intentionally uh, working at uh, intercultural uh, competency within their, within their communities. So this was meant to be a small program. Uh, this was our first cohort. It's been in development for three years. We, we called the sisters together. We invited sisters to, um, to submit an application, uh, form their teams that would be, uh, you know, different levels of, of government, ages, backgrounds, languages, and invited them to come to uh, a two-year program. They came for three days uh, each time that they came, and there they, we had special speakers on intercultural challenges, intercultural reality. We went through different uh, processes. We had both English and Spanish speakers, and that gave a whole dynamic, a whole different dynamic than I think we might be used to here in, in, the, in the U.S. Uh, we went through planning processes, uh, conflict resolution. We talked about vocations and what the cultural and cultural values uh, would mean in a vocation search different faith perspectives, different uh, uh, cultural expressions of faith. And um, it, was, it was a great, great two-year program. Uh, we had seven uh, international communities participate. They came from different parts of the world and some from here from the U.S. And we, we just we had a great time um, and a very, very deep and profound uh, discussion. Some of the key learnings, I would say, is, is specifically that, because we designed the program to be bilingual and not just have simultaneous translation from English to Spanish, but that the presenters would, speak, would present in English and in Spanish. So again, that gave an opportunity for sisters who have, who have a, a preference for the Spanish language to be a little bit more spontaneous, you know, as they're hearing that presenter in their own, in their own language and be a little bit more engaging. So, and it also offered the opportunity for sisters who prefer to the English to kind of be in that seat of like, mm, what is really going on? Um, you know, I prefer to hear it in, in English. So that, that was a key insight to, to offer that perspective. Another thing that we, we learned is while the sisters were here, you know, we knew that they were going to take their learnings back to their own communities. And so we, each of them, each of these seven communities, uh, constructed a, a learning covenant. And while, while you're here in a workshop, you know, you can think of these great ideas and want to implement them back home. But when you take them back home, there's a certain reality that needs to be addressed, and that will change the, the learning covenant. So the beauty of this program, because it was small, it was 
very organic. So as realities were developing in, in their respective communities, the Learning Covenant was changing. And, and so was the program that we were developing here. We had to be really attuned to, to what was happening with the sisters, what they were bringing, the concerns they had, the goals that they had, the dreams that they had. And we tried to really just reshape the program as it was being developed. So I would say that those were great, great insights. Um, also safety, building that safety over those two years just gave uh, that atmosphere of being able to open up and talk about really some, some deep hurts, essentially, you know, that, that really, and, and we do these with, without re really realizing that because of our different cultural lens, we see things differently, and we may not know exactly how people, let's say, communicate with each other or express their needs or, um, you know, give uh, deference to, to the older sister uh, or something like that. And sometimes those things can be challenges for us to see and, and recognize or understand or even make those known. So this was a great opportunity to for each community and the whole cohort itself to really delve into these these topics that that sometimes you just kind of hold in your own heart and don't really voice them but this was a great opportunity to to share those and then to begin to build how do we address this how do we talk to each other about this how do I say I'm sorry and then learn about this yeah. So, Sister Elizabeth Ann, um, what do you think is the, uh, if you want to make a connection to what's going on in the world right now, um, and how this could be a, uh, I guess, the implication of this program, the main purpose, and at the same time from your learnings, um, how do you think this translates to what's going on in the world today, and how could it be a model of dialogue and uh, creating a, a safe place for people. Well, absolutely. Uh, well, this, you know, many times, you know, because of sometimes there's rhetoric out there that says that diversity is something that needs to be solved. And um, this model is exactly, it says diversity is something to be uh, celebrated. Uh, and and, and it's, it's a gift that everyone who comes to the table looks different and speaks different and has a different cultural cultural lens and that is a gift to have not you coming to my table but us together creating a new table so i think it's a great model for for the dialogue that's happening right now uh, um, around the world uh, and in, definitely here in our country to to know that it's going to take time to know that that dialogue is going to take time, that we may not agree on certain things, but that there is time and effort put there so that we can work together. We may, we may not agree, um, but we can at least we can, we can work together, we can find common ground, we can learn from each other. Um, definitely, this is, it is a model for that people can come together and work on their differences and continue to move forward. So I think I think that's a okay. that's what this program can bring. 
And uh, um, uh, either uh, uh, Sister Anne, you also know about weaving projects, so obviously um, you can jump in if you want, um, as well as Sister Elizabeth Anne. But my question now is relating it to discerners and those who want or are interested in and want to support and accompany discerners. How would well, first of all, like you know, having the resources like the curriculum and also models like the weaving project, uh, weaving culture project. Um, how would that relate to discerners and how we can support young people today? Well, well for me, I, I think ahead. that... Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. I'm sorry. Uh, I think for the curriculum, it's a great resource to have for people who are discerning. Um, we know that some of our young, young people who are looking at religious life began in their in middle school, but oftentimes don't come to us until they have finished their, you know, uh, their college education or, or later uh, in their 30s or 40s. So the, the curriculum would be a great place for them to understand that uh, all vocations are grounded in the sacrament of baptism and that contemporary religious life is complex. It is uh, joyful. It is uh, a way to love and serve the Lord in a very, very intentionally. And I think that uh, from the testimonies from sisters throughout the curriculum, I think it would be very helpful for discerners to to hear different voices and to understand that and recognize the variety of congregations that are available through not only this country but the world. Great, thank you. And Sister Elizabeth Ann, I would say that that. For discerners to also, um, this also has implications for those that are receiving. Um, it's not just those that are, are seeking, even though when you're seeking, depending on whether you want a community that's international or not, well, you need to discern whether can I, have I had a different cultural experiences or can I be aware or be, possibly be called to adapt. But then there's also the other part of those that are receiving, uh, uh, those that are seeking. You know, um, is our community ready to to look at other other cultures to to expand that? I think that's also an opportunity for for vocation promoters and formate and those that are in charge of formation. How are we able to walk with with young women? Um, if you know, are we aware? Are we attuned to different expressions of faith? Uh, and how can I be respectful of that, and how can I learn from that? So there's, there's, you know, challenges and implications for both those that are seeking, but then also those that are going to be receiving them. You know, um, if if anything, um, uh, for the next time that I'm thinking for our show is to have a panel because. Uh, was it the other night when um, uh, at, at the Catholic Theological Union, um, a book on interculturality from the Center uh, for Study of Consecrated Life from Sister Maria Simperman. Um, now I have a, my next project is to call Sister Maria an interviewer <laughs> as well in terms of the role of, um, of interculturality and that it's an ongoing thing. 
um, Sister Terry Maya is also another um, main player um, in, in talking about this. Of course, Brother Brian Massingale um, is probably very busy um, doing presentations. But uh, And then now that we're starting to read or have read Fratelli Tutti uh, from Pope Francis, uh, which I, I know they're saying like all brothers are all um, confreres, but really it's dear brothers and sisters or dear sisters and brothers. It's um, as a Franciscan myself, um, we, whenever we uh, we hear the word uh, fraternitas, it's really all brothers and sisters. And you knowing Saint Francis of Assisi, it's really including including brother, son, sister, moon, all of cre- God's creation, because that's how God sees us. Um, and so. Whether it's the curriculum from calledandconsecrated.org or through the Weaving Cultures project from uh, MAC, um, Mexican American Catholic College, um, these are all uh, things that we want as resources and a way of living uh, peacefully and um, according to Christ's mission. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Anne and Sister Elizabeth Anne, for being my guests. Um, we'd like to uh, bless all the people who are listening right now and hopefully share the wonderful gifts that we have available to us. Thank you and God bless. Sometimes I wonder what tomorrow brings. Give me the grace to love and to be faithful, to be more.